John chapter 17 tonight. And let's lay a foundation from John 17. As we speak about God's power and the reach of his power, I don't want to deny the fact that we are in trying times. We've not been through these routes before. But the establishment is the fact that Pastor Dami laid yesterday. That's the fact. That's the truth. On the collision caused against the devil and his agents. And there are two things in their hands. The Bible says the devil is a liar and the father of lies. That's his primary assignment. is a liar. You cannot compete with him in his own territory. That's what he is. That's what he em embodies. That's one. Two. He also has in his hands human errors. Your fault. My fault. And when the time comes for him to use it, it will mix both together. The only thing in God's hand is your heart. I don't know if you're hearing me tonight. So, your heart can do the right thing. But if you knew men better, you would have done it differently. So, God will go to the heart. And not to the act. Otherwise, no one can stand before God and be just. Everyone would have a fault. Now, the Bible teaches us how to respond in seasons like this. When you can look at something from a distance and know, whoa, okay, this happened, but it's not this way. You're not talking to me tonight. This happens, but what's she doing? What is this? How do you respond? And that's going to be the challenge of a season. Because if we fail this season again, if we dare to fail again, we will miss everything. This is a time to show not just to yourself, but to the world how far you've grown. Leaders, will take on the role of leadership and control within their space whatever is wrong. Because Satan will use human errors. It's like Donald Trump wanting to be the president of America until he's tried to be that nobody needed his tax returns. But there's something in that tax return because he refused to let the lawyers release it. So everyone would have fought. Now, leadership gets trained and strengthened. Not by responses, but by walking in the word. I need you to walk with me tonight. How does followership respond? You connect with leadership if your heart is in a thing. Don't carry a heart. You sit down. He said, if one of you have heart against one another... Because those are the things that foster unity. 
is simple. So I want to begin to teach tonight. Will and so you can imagine my own conflict now. My conflict is many. There are things you know about people outside of here that you cannot say. You can't do it because I know that's a test as well. And at, at the same time, you want to come out in defense of the gospel and in defense of your sons and daughters. But then that's a, careful, you, you, that's a line to tread carefully. So it's more like checking the word all the time and saying, what does the word say? It's looking at the word and saying, okay, there are two things here. Repetition or the spirit. What do you do now? But I'll choose the word. You're not talking to me tonight. So I want to start from John 17. And then I'll get to Acts chapter 4. Where we, I mean, chapter 3. But before that, let me read one of the prayers of Jeremiah to you. I wanted to read this on Periscope the other day, but I didn't get to. You're about to take nations, but the demons of nations are not easy demons. Every time that we've spoken about taking nations, now the nations have come for you. You didn't think they would come this way, right? These guys are not talking to me tonight. Not this way. But that won't be super, that won't be devil anymore if it's your way. What did you think would have happened? Let me think. Like Satan would just appear to you in the dream and say, I'll kill you. And you say, in Jesus' name. Then like you see in the movie, we just shrivel away. Then we say, oh, glory to Jesus. I fought a battle overnight. <laughs> If Satan's agents are demons, demons, you cannot see them. They must be in humans. And why are they in humans? So that they can deal with humans like humans. No, you didn't hear me. It's so that they will not deal with you as spirits. Like people say, a spirit is chasing me. No, no, no. When you enter the real realm of battle, it is humans possessed by him. Otherwise, it will not be human battles in spiritual form. Look at what you're doing. You're spiritual people inside human bodies. And what you're trying to do is to take human territory through human bodies. Satan said, at the junction, I'm waiting. I'm not going to be firing things at you as spirit stuff. I've got humans too. If he gave some to be apostles, there is nothing God has ever done that Satan does not re replicate. If he gave some to be apostles, some pastors, I mean some prophets, some pastors, some evangelists, and some teachers, I don't know the name in Satan's camp, but he gave ministry gifts as well. And the reason why I gave ministry gifts is so that they can counter the force coming at them because what Jesus gave them was supernatural. 
and Satan knows to guide his kingdom, it must also form supernatural things so that they can counter you because he knows that gift is an human vessel somewhere but he doesn't know who. He doesn't know who. And he doesn't know when. But he plants. When the gardener was sleeping, Satan came and saw tears. Oh yeah. He saw tears among the wheat. And they grew together. And the sign of the coming of the Lord, the sign that God was ready, was the harvest. What was the harvest? He separated the wheat Spagnation, God will finish this separation. It doesn't matter how it does it, it will finish it. And the period of separation can be tough. So it's tough season. But it will finish it. God's instrument of separation is his own will. We can't choose it. We can't say, well, use cutlass, not, um, what, what other thing? Not sickle. No, 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 no. At every period of harvest, he will use what he wants. Let me tell you our best form now. is Lord, your will be done on earth. It cannot even be, and let me be emphatic on this. It cannot even be. It cannot be based on correction of human error. It has to be the stopping of the mouth of the liars. But only God must do that. Because the work he needs to do in you is done. It's that season. I wanted to read something from Jeremiah first. Jeremiah prayed a prayer against his enemies. And I don't want you to get lost in that. That's not my point tonight. My point is actually the answer of God. But if we don't read that prayer, we cannot understand why I'm particular about God's answer. Perfect people cannot lead any walk. Either you're talking about Boris Johnson or Donald Trump. Perfect people cannot lead a walk. Perfect heart leads a walk. So it's not about how good the leader was. It's about how good they intended. And if something goes wrong, will they say, yeah, that was wrong though. And adjust. Does that mean something will not go wrong tomorrow again? No, it will. As you reach every junction of life, you will get better at what God has called you to do. Jeremiah prayed this prayer. He said, listen to me, Lord. Hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? I think they put it up this morning. What, what amount you put up for bail for, what, for the guy leading on, on the offense in posting. Meaning when the dad and the mom were crying. Most, one of the poorest parents I've ever seen. 
not by their doing they don't have and they don't know where to turn to for the bail of their own child you put the money up you paid you stood I remember going all the way to Woodgreen, 10 a.m. court session. And on the way there, I'm thinking, what am I doing with my life, though? As in, you first hustled for the money to pay. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is not to mock anybody, but just so you know, so that your heart is not deceived. You first hustled for the money to put in the account. Then you go sit there in court thinking about and you know the problem. Can I tell you the problem? Unfortunately, in your out of art, sitting there as the pastor defending this person, you know they did it. No, no, I'm just being honest with you. You know they actually did whatever it is. So you can imagine where your own conflict starts from as a pastor. You're thinking, okay, am I supposed to or not? But then you look at the heart more and you make decision and say, wood does not have a stone. Or, I mean, sin cast the first stone there. Not once, not twice. But one of the things that you must learn with this is that is always going to be the price for greatness it is never service to the person it is service to what God says pastor would you do that for anyone again 100% what if they don't pay back with good and they do so much evil we will still do it again why because you're not doing it because and honestly, I've even forgotten about what we had to put up. Someone brought it up yesterday and I thought, oh, wow. That's why we give. Listen, we want to change the world and help the world. But let me tell you, if one person is helped, Jesus said, that's fine. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? He said, one is fine. As long as you have 99, you have to go after the one. This is biblical truth. This is why your heart must not be discouraged. This is why you must not be weak in thinking. Why do we even talk about these good works? I don't talk about good works that I do for people. Because that's not what the Bible says. But why do we repeat it sometimes that your heart may be strengthened so that you can persevere in good works? So that you can forge ahead in what is right. Let me tell you something. There is no amount of money that is too much when it comes to saving lives. Don't let anybody deceive you. There is no amount of sacrifice. Jesus lay down his life for your sake if it is saving lives there is no amount of sacrifice or given or whatever that is much for it unless if you don't believe what the bible says anymore there's no amount of sacrifice 
the world has a standard. And I'll tell you what the standard of the world is. The standard of the world is enlightened self-interest. It is not the salvation of anybody. It is the salvation of self. Why would you not pursue the salvation of yourself? Because Jesus already paid that price for you. And so what is the salvation of the world? Therefore, you saving others. That those of you who are saved, unless if you've not seen the light in your heart, that those of you who are saved will rise up for the salvation of others. That's our call. So I told the leaders this morning, Pastor Daniel, I'm sure you'll shut that door soon. I told the leaders this morning something simple. Very simple. Fact-based, but simple. Please listen to me. Actually, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Listen to me, Lord. Verse 20 says, should good be repaid with evil? Why not? Whatever repays, repay. Yet, they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke on their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. So give their children over to famine. I'm not doing my prayer. I'm reading Jeremiah. I don't want nobody's children giving away to nothing. So give their children away to famine and them over to the power of the sword. Wow. Let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death. They are young men slain by the sword, by the sword in the battle. Let a cry be heard in their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them. For they have dug a pit to capture me and have eaten snares for my feet. But you, Lord, know all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot out their sin from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your hunger. That's Jeremiah's prayer. And with that, it concludes Jeremiah 19. Hear what God says in chapter, I mean, Jeremiah 18. This is God's reply. I love this. This is where I'm going. Not those prayers. Well, but it's scripture though. All scriptures are God in breath, breath there. So it's scriptures. So I'm not denying scriptures. I'm just saying that's not my stance, not for tonight. This is what the Lord says. Go and buy clay, a clay jar from a porter. Take along some of the elders of the people and of the priests and go out to the valley of Ben-Hemon, Inon, near the entrance of the potshed gate. There proclaim the words I tell you. Say, hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah and people of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord Almighty says, the God of Israel says. Listen, I'm going to bring a disaster on this place. Why am I reading this? Look at this. Jeremiah makes a complaint about himself and what his enemies are planning. God makes a reply about the nations. God's eyes is just set. Are you listening to me? When God is up to something, he's just fixed on where he's going. Jeremiah was making complaints about what his enemies are doing. God sends him to the nations. As if God did not hear what he has to say, God was particular about the judgment of the nation. 
Who are those who will succeed? Those whose eyes are set where God's eyes is set. So if I say to God, we've not been through this route before, how do you manage it? God replies and he doesn't say nothing. His eyes is just fixed. So whenever he's not saying anything, he's just saying, are you looking at where I'm looking at? Is your eyes still where I'm looking or are you looking at the guardian? Are you looking at newspaper or are you looking at day unto day in other speech? Because where God is going, it will get there. And there is no amount of Satan's scheming or human beings infested can, that can stop him. It's not possible. So how do we move then? What's the moving grace now? They dug a pit for Jeremiah. It means that those who dug the pit knows where it walks through. They know his path. You can't dig a pit for Bill Gates right now. Say, I will catch him. I've got some things on him. No, no, no. You don't know him. You don't know his path. So it will take someone that knows your path to dig a pit for you. But it will now take you to fall into it or to not fall into it. The pit is not the media. Those things are fake. Not the news now. The bigness of them is fake. The real thing is a pit in front. That pit <laughs> is what you must watch out for to know that you don't fall into it. How do you fall into that pit therefore? I understand the grace of God over this house. And when I say that like things like we're under attack, it's obvious to you. Um, but for me, attack means is what time? What is this word then? Leaders mature more. They grow in grace. They understand the grace of God. They know how to connect with their followers. They don't ignore things that needs to be corrected. Meaning they are no longer children. They've now matured in the words of faith. When you look around you and there's nowhere to turn, that's the only time you know if you believe the word or not. Otherwise, every word is just a storybook. If you can't stand in the word in the days of adversity, do you know what the Bible says? It said you are little in strength. In other words, there's no power. He who faints. So adversity comes to test your strength level. You didn't hear what I just said. It's no matter. You, so you, you know you can walk out of a service and feel, yeah, I feel strength. Ooh. I feel, have you felt powerful before? I feel powerful. No, there is no feeling to power. Power will have to be tested. And if you faint in that day, then you are little in strength. It didn't say you don't have strength. It said it's just too little. Now, if your strength cannot carry this, it cannot carry the political mountain. So I think I told you this before. What God is testing is your strength and readiness for the next stage. 
So it needs to be sure that the kind and caliber of people it wants to give to you, COD, that you can carry it. It won't just be students. Students are fine. But it will move you now, Spark Nation, to the next level of growth like the world has never seen before. Can I hear a better amen? I don't need your faith in this. It's not like, how shall these things be? Let me tell you. The prophet prophesied one day. He said, you see this city, right? He said, by the time there was huge famine. Kaliata. There was famine in the city. And people were already eating their own kids. And the prophet shows up. And the prophet said, by this time tomorrow, in the city of Samaria, he said there will be so much plenty. And the man upon whom the king leans, all you know, those who have the ears of the leader, and say, oh, if you really know what is going on. The man says to the prophet, Malika Toza, the man says to the prophet, even if the windows of heaven are open, said, I don't see the possibility of this. So the man of God turns to him and says, you know what? You will see it, but you will not partake of it. Listen to me, Spark Nation. It is not going to pass this month. There will be a level of growth financially and in numbers like we've never seen before. This is going to come to pass. Can I hear an amen? It's going to happen. If it causes that growth without separation, you would think the arm of flesh did it. You would think it's sauce snatchers. You would think it is mobilizers. But there is about to be a plenty. Sometimes you see faith, sometimes you see doubt. Because I don't understand doubt. You're just thinking, ow. God is going to do a thing. Every evil plan against you, he has reversed it. I actually want to teach, but I feel the prophetic anointing. He has reversed it, and what would happen is that in, in less than an hour, every evil against you will be spinned around. It's going to be spinned around for your good. It's going to be spinned around for your lifting. It's going to be spinned around for your own financial breakthrough. Can I hear a better amen tonight? You've heard about faith. Just before entering this season, God began to teach us about faith. Now some of you have no more choice than faith. He had to push you to a certain wall where your response now will be faith or nothing. But remember what the Bible says about faith. It said men, they took this walk back. In fact, I think I'll change what I have to say tonight. Hebrews 11. They didn't take the walk by money. They didn't take the walk by many people. They didn't take the walk by press. By faith. Time will not permit me. Start from there. Cut it off. Sambrahanda. Rikaba debo satire. 
we're about to just worship and pray i want you to have faith that's just that's just all to i I want you to have the possessing faith. Seriously, I, I've planned Hebrews, I mean John and Cole, but I don't think so tonight. I don't think so. Sit down. God, is, I've picked it in the spirit. Your seed are the souls that you've genuinely helped. And they're about to begin to speak for you. Even in their dream and in their sleep, Let me tell you something. A little Jaden can speak for you as a nation. Because the issue is this. Rebecca carried two nations. And nations were born, but they were not born as nations, they were born as people. So if you took Jaden, 14, yeah? 15 now. 13. And you genuinely, Jaden cannot get credit. He has nothing in that nation. But what you put on him is credit. <laughs> Saying, look, Jaden, you cannot save yourself from a community that you were born into. You can't save yourself from the crime there. You can't save yourself from every infection there. And the government there cannot save as well. Because they see you every day. And before Jaden was born, the prison where he's supposed to go, they already built it. So you think the devil will be happy that what you did was to take him out. And the devil is thinking, really? But God has seen a nation. You can take the same person of the same age and they won't make it. Because God destined them and said there are two nations inside you. One is Esau and the other one is Jacob. So you took Jaden and you put credit on him. When Jaden's life is changing, Jaden's life does not ask. And you, will, you should be responsible in finances. But Jaden's life does not ask, where did the finance come from? It's just changing. You didn't hear me. When you went to buy uniform and housing, his life does not ask a question. The same way when people recruit for drugs, you see all the accusations, they've not accused you for one sexual immorality as a church or recruiting for drugs. So, one would have thought when they say, well, they are recruiting a lot of young people for what? Because the people the government are facing are recruiting them to sell drugs for them. They put drugs in the hand of 13, 14 year old and knife and say, go do it for me. MPs don't have time to bombard that territory and say, we'll pull it down. No, it's the ones going to church to sing. You're facing a wickedness. But the example is this. The ones outside too, outside of Jaden or any of the young men, their life also don't ask. 
Where is the resources coming from? Their life just changed. In whatever direction that anyone standing in front of them presents. If it's for good, it just changes. If it is for bad, it just changes. Now there is also one neutral point and it's neutral temporarily. Is if it's for nothing. What, does, what will the government do? They prepare for your failure, never your success. If you succeed, they start making room for you and say, oh, so you got here. But the failure is prepared for. There's a social system. How many houses would we build for the less privileged or whatever name they call them over the next few years? They are preparing for unborn children's failure. And you ask them, but what is the preparation for their success? But the kingdom is not like that. But in order to operate the kingdom, we will need to go to Hebrews 11. Because at this point where we are, it's either we can put on the sword of faith or we just go back home. But I perceive tonight that many of you have come too far. I've come too far. Many of you have come too far and there is nowhere to go back to because you set the back on fire. It's like the children of Israel at the Red Sea. Even if they want to go back to Egypt, Egypt has already started fighting them. You didn't hear what I just said, did you? The moment they were thinking of Egypt, oh, you don't know what God is doing for you. He's trying to completely isolate you from where to go back to so that there is no going back. So the moment you are looking at, well, can you see the Red Sea? And some people are already saying, well, you know, maybe we should just go back to Egypt and chill. All of a sudden, they see the armies of Egypt coming with sword in their hand, and they say, It's either God parts this sea, there is a sea in front of you, and God is about to part it tonight. I thought you would hear the you will hear what I just said. What kind of faith makes a whole nation with their children, their babies, everybody? At the Red Sea, and you're only looking at the Red Sea. I'm just looking for people who are ready with the faith to part the Red Sea that is in front of us. We're not gonna use our faith. Are you listening to me? Maliakata. We're not gonna use our faith to appease Egypt. We're not gonna use our faith to put favor. In the heart of Egypt, we're going to have to use this faith. Because you see, there are some faith that you can use to appease Egypt. But it's not faith. You just have to kneel down and say, I surrender. But these guys, Moses looked up to God and said, God, what do we do from here? Guess what God told him? God said, go forward. I need that story there. You didn't hear what I just said tonight. Malika Tosopriya Kataya. 
Bro, you can't stand on my back, you know. I love what you're doing, but it can't be there. It can't even be there. No, because an angel will eat you suddenly and you'll be on the floor rolling. Believe me, I'm telling you. No, it might be funny, but it won't be funny. I'm telling you. Quickly, read that story to me. Then the Lord said to Moses, uh -huh. tell the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, tell them. So I think the unction I feel tonight is the unction of telling you. The Israelites was a, they were a bankrupt nation. They've moved out of provision. The provision set by Egypt, they don't have it anymore. The life of Egypt was gone. And God wants me to ask you tonight, are we just playing church or do we really mean this thing about the power of God? If you don't get to this point, there is no separation between you and other churches. God wants me to tell you that is the work of an apostle, right? Talk to me, Pastor Faith. Then Sit the down. Lord said to Moses, The Lord said to the apostle Moses, the prophet Moses, Tell the Israelites, Tell the Israelites to turn back uh -huh. and encamp near Pi Harithor. Uh -huh. Encamp. Between Migdal and the sea. Uh -huh. They are to encamp by the sea, directly opposite Balzaphon. They were to encamp by the sea. They will not see the sea parting. But it says, stand in this location, wrong location for war. Wrong. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They had no single sword. They had no single PR. They had no single strength. It said, don't move, encamp. Do you know what encamp means? Gather, unify now. That was why I was going to John 17. Unify in common faith. And then you look at where they are standing and you can almost say, huh? If the enemies catch us here, we only have the Red Sea. Where do we go? Talk to me. Pharaoh will think. Huh? Pharaoh will think. Look at the strategy of the man of war. Almighty God. It's a Pharaoh will think. God predicts the thinking of Pharaoh. What will he think, please? The Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion. Malikata. God needed Pharaoh to think that the Israelites were wandering around confused people. They don't know what to say. Look at them coming down. Look at everything going wrong for them. God said, I need Pharaoh to think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Pharaoh would think the Israelites are wandering around the land, confused, the land confused, uh huh. Hemmed in by the desert. Huh? They are hemmed in now. We were talking about faith. Now let's do it. It is supernatural. And I know many of you here are smart people. And that is the first beam of faith. Because your head is calculating. 
you are even thinking what people are thinking about us now. But you are only thinking of the people you know. There are at least another 4 billion or 5 that you don't know. And that don't know you. At least 6.5 billion. That you don't know and don't know you. So now, but God needs someone thinking. So now Pharaoh is thinking, talk to me. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Kalita, you didn't say it. And I? Will harden Pharaoh's heart. Uh-huh. And he will pursue them. No matter what you do to Pharaoh, no matter what you appeal to him, no matter how much you say to him, that's not the case. No matter how much you say to him, that's not what happened. God said, I will add in his heart so that he can pursue you he said it will be my job so we appear and call those to them but God says I will add in the heart I will be the one doing it so that he can pursue you church if you really believe so everything God has done in spark nation to this point is to give you a faith something to hold on to it wasn't where it was going now we're about to get to where he's going. But sometimes when your heart wants to wander, you will see the wonders of lives that have been changed. But that's not where God is going. They are just signs and wonders so that you can come to this point. I, I, I'm speaking to your spirit so I know you can hear me. People of faith. I told you on Periscope yesterday. Why did God allow a war? So that he can prove that he's God. That war was what made him God. And the, the winning was what made him God. The loss was what made Satan Satan. You're really trying to sleep, bro. You try your best. Yeah, go rest at the back. No? No, seriously, he's struggling with something. Meaning headache or something, you know. Pharaoh would think that they are encamped. So, you see, all the miracles God did in Egypt, 10 plagues, 10 miracles, was to bring them to an enclosure. So that they can at least have faith that we saw 10 signs. And the 11th will be the miracle. Lord, I don't think they heard me. I'm sorry. It did 10 signs. But the signs we will remember most... Is going to be the 11th sign, the pattern of the Red Sea. Spark Nation, you are at the Red Sea tonight. Overnight tonight. Because heavens have come to tell me to tell you. Overnight tonight, the Red Sea will part. Someone said, why tonight? I've seen signs today. 
that the time of the enclosure has come and God is about to part the Red Sea. Can I hear a loud shout in this house? Look at that sister. You are eating. Shout. Sit down. The signs brought them to the Red Sea. Imagine if they kept living in the sign. Spark Nation changes the life of knife crime. Spark Nation does this. And they live there. They enjoy there. That's where they end. God said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. But when God came to speak about them through the prophet, God said, I carried you on eagle's wings. I said, no, 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 we walked through the Red Sea. Uh-uh. It carried them, meaning it set them up. Spark Nation, please hear me. Let this season carry you. It's the wings of the eagle. Physically, you will see Red Sea. But guess what? You are on the wings of the eagle. The everlasting arms of God is the one carrying you. This is how I know God is with you. Meet me, with you. Never plan these things. I was going to go to John 17. And then to Acts chapter 4. The last thing on my mind was the Red Sea. But I see a mighty sea. The last thing on my mind was the 11th sign. But I see 10 signs. And I heard the Spirit of God say to me, Toby, remember this. Toby, tell them this expressly. The Spirit of God speaks to me and said, tell them this. The ten signs that you've seen, the ten miracles that you've seen, brought you to the Red Sea. We are now officially at the Red Sea. Now let God make his announcement. And let's begin to worship. Because when God has spoken, so one of the things I'm doing tonight, therefore, is cutting off all contacts. Not as if I have much. I'm going to tell the PR team, choose who to respond to this, that, 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 and make final response, end of story. Let everybody start saying everything. You are the Red Sea now. It is tonight. Overnight, it will part. The Egyptians you see today, actually, Pastor, Pastor, let's read it from scriptures. Oh my God. Pastor, we were reading it before now. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will pursue them. Pharaoh was the king that was sitting over the slaves. If it is not Pharaoh's system, Pharaoh is not having it. But go on, please. But I will gain glory for myself through it's not, Pharaoh. It's not about you, Spark Nation. God wants to gain glory. You see the word gain? It's because he's invested something. 
What did he invest? I will add in Pharaoh's art is an investment. And profiting is what I put in him. You didn't hear me, right? So every seed you've sown in people will turn against you. You are about to, God is about to gain. So God said it wasn't your seed. You see sowing, right? You think you will sow on good grounds that you like. God says, uh-uh. I'll choose the ground. That's why I want you, do not get into a place where you say, I will do good to this one, but you see this one, I don't know. Uh-uh. I will take Pharaoh. I will put in him. I will add in him. The good you did adding some people's heart against you, that is God's investment. Guess what? Overnight, God will gain. I didn't hear you. I said overnight tonight, according to the word of God, God is going to gain glory. God is about to gain. So, when God gains, we advance. It's not the other way around. God's gain is your advancement. How should I say this in another way? I'm struggling with words. I will get, meaning, God, so it is not about you. God is not looking to bless you. He's already made you a blessing to who? To who? To himself. Blessed be Abraham of God, possessor of heaven and earth. So when you say you bless God, yeah, he gains glory, you advance. Let me put it this way. It wasn't trying to bless you. It was trying to be glorified. God wanted to gain glory over Job. So, he allowed Job to fall into all those problems. What problems have you guys got? Job's children died. But you see, it's not about Job. God wanted to gain glory. When he returned sevenfold to Job, Job said, wow, thank you for sevenfold. But guess what? Bless God. is the fact that my servant stood. The old gist was not about Job having more children. But how can you replace the children that you love? They died and then with another one. It's fine that he got another one, but come on, man, that pain. So it's not about Job. God wants to gain glory. God wants you to bless him. Can we bless God together tonight? How do you bless him? Faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please. To please God. For those who come to him must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Let me tell you, there will be seasons like this that you don't believe it is. Like you're saying, God, how can we do so much good and have so much evil? No, it says you must believe. It's not seeable. You just believe that it rewards in a way that you don't know. Guess what? We're in the 11th hour. You want to answer questions about human fault? Like someone picks Pastor Hobby in an old church, 1,000 people plus, and you want to answer Damien's fault, Nathan's fault, Onion's fault, Hobby's fault, Kevin's fault, um, Ezra's fault, Arthur's fault, Bridge's fault. Let me tell you something. You'll be on a marathon. Before you finish answering the fault of the front row, they've started the second row. So you are in there for 1,000 years. And guess what? God does not gain any glory. And God says, these people are not blessing me. Talk to me quickly. I want us to, I just want us to get into worship in a moment. I don't know. I feel that anointed, that grace tonight. Talk to me, Pastor, please. Glory for myself through Pharaoh. And I will get glory from myself, but it has to be through Pharaoh. But I will use you. Use me, Lord. No, God says, okay, that's cool. He heard you. So, so here, you, Israel, you don't have a say. I want glory. But you are there. Then I find Pharaoh. Pharaoh is Satan's instrument. God can use him for himself when he likes. But he leaves Satan to use him. As a setup. You know on Sunday we're going to be rejoicing. Every newspaper article we will read with joy. With praise. With divine pride. With with after this, then what? Less engagement. More power. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, it said, and the grace of God was heavy upon the apostle. And then they powerfully witnessed the resurrection. And there was no lack among them. The source of wealth for them was power. Power drops or hemorrhage of power happens when there is no, I mean, of wealth happens when there is no power. Go and wake your power. And what is, what is the base of power? Faith. It is faith. Finish this. Let's, let's finish it. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Yeah. So the Israelites did this. Yeah. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. You're too far away, yeah? Then it pursued them quickly, please. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians. As marching. Pharaoh approached them. God did not part the sea until Pharaoh approached. So guess what was happening? The children of God were static and stagnant. The enemies were progressing. No, I don't think you heard what I just said. 
Imagine you are encamped in a place and there's no way out. And you see the enemies as if they are advancing. Evans was sitting down and said, approach subject. They thought they were subject. Read on, sister. The please. Israelites looked up, they looked and up. there were the Egyptians uh -huh. marching after them. Uh -huh. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. It's okay to be terrified. They were terrified. They were afraid. Like, what is this? What did we get into? Why? Why? They were terrified. Then they cried out to the Lord. Uh huh. They said to Moses. And then they said to their leader. Was don't it? Tell me that now because I'm telling you ahead. What did they say to Moses? Was it because there were no graves in Egypt? Look at what they began to say. Is the world system that bad? They were slaves though. In Egypt, they were the ones crying. No, you didn't hear me. They came looking, Moses came looking for the Israelites because the Israelites were saying the affliction of our tax master is too much. The Bible says God heard their cry. Now, all of a sudden, they get to the Red Sea and they said to Moses, Egypt was actually okay. He said, is that because there is no graves? Oh, that's a deep word, you know. In Egypt, meaning if we live ordinary life, we will die. If we live as slaves, we will die. Let's go and live like slaves and ordinary life. So let's die there. Is it because there's no grave in Egypt? Uh -huh. That you brought us to the desert to die? Uh -huh. What have you done to us uh -huh. by bringing us out of Egypt? Can you imagine? What did you do to us by... Why did you bring us out of slavery? Because it doesn't look like we've entered your Canaan land now. Because for them, it's just leave Egypt today, enter Canaan tomorrow. It doesn't look like. Why? Because you see, Egypt has system. With, with holiness and living rights, you may not get married too quick. When, all, when you now get to the Red Sea, you'll say, wow, you know in Egypt I was fine. I had a boyfriend, even though we were not holy. But I attended church. And we worshipped God. And we went home. And I don't even see my life better now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I, I, I heard you. Because in Egypt, they have a system. It's still a fluke system in Egypt still. It might work. It might not work. But at least we will not be in this nation taking thin. Like we're going to change the world thin. No, we will just be fine. Talk to me, man. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians uh -huh. than to die in the desert. These are covenant people speaking. It would have been better for us to serve in slavery than to die. Why is it not better to die? Slavery is so bad. Slavery is like being alive and dead. 
the only you see a dead man is free slavery is like your tax master wakes up and tells you what to do according to his own feeling you have no say even though you are alive but no time for that tonight. Go on. Moses please. answered the people. What did he say? Do not be afraid. Moses told the people, and I'm telling you, Spark Nation, do not be afraid. You didn't hear me. Maybe I should say it line by line. Do not be afraid. Did you hear me here? Do not be afraid. I'm not sure if you are ready on this side. That was deep though. Do not be afraid. Yes, Including those who are watching online. Moses said to the people, don't fear. Why? Stand firm. Another scripture says stand still. To stand firm. Meaning you are not doubting anything. It's not review time. It is standing time. Because if you begin to review in the front of the enemies, they don't care. They just care that you are not alive. It's not about, oh, let's answer. No. Moses says, stand firm. You don't go to the Egyptians and say, well, you know. Say, stand firm. If you did what you did by faith in the first place, Believe in God, stand in it. I haven't done all to stand. So the position of Spark Nation right now should be that whatever we did, we did for the change of lives and we're standing firm. When, when we decided to leave Egypt, we left with all our hearts and we're standing. No repentance. No retreat. No regret. Are you listening to me tonight? Stand firm. So, but can you not see the host of the Egyptian? So we, we see them. We had to go back to his constituency. And say stand firm. Why? Talk stand firm and you will see. If you stand firm, you will see. I didn't come to London to start a church. Talk less of making money. What money? God ordered my step and nobody can remove that step from here, by the way. Ordered my step for Laddie's sake. Or for Winnie's sake. So everything you did was standing firm. Don't stand with shaky legs. What the people that went back to Egypt will try to make you do now is to go come back with them. And it's going to be on the, in the name of diplomacy. I'm just looking for soldiers who have started this journey and willing to die with it and say, look, listen, I know, I know where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm not going back there. I'm not, no, listen, listen, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to depression or fear. I'm not going back to accept poverty. I'm not going back. I would rather die in the enclavement of the Red Sea than go back to negotiate with Egypt. I will not go back. We were doing church normally. 
normal church, even though my word has always been different, my word in court. Your journey changed in 2016. I'm not going back to that church, dummy. I had suits on. We told people to give whatever they can. Just don't worry, everything is fine. I'm not going back to that church. The people there did not rise till now. It's a set up from the pit of hell. I'm not going back. Never going back. Never going back. Never going back. To the way it was. I'm not going back. Never going back. I'm not going back. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not going back to Egypt. I'm not going back to ordinariness. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it. Not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Listen, listen, when this revival started in 2016, I didn't know anybody I called elders in the church or whatever. All of a sudden they crept in. But you see for the past few weeks, I, and I saw one of them that I liked so much because it looks young and agile. It looks like he speaks fluently like me. In this season. I realize what it is. It's my past. And he came this morning calling me back. He said, I'm not going back. And when Mr. Past comes calling, 
it comes diplomatically it's just telling you to be like him and look at this policy and that no then i woke up i said that's mr past and sometimes it's dragging you but it's not even dragging you by force it's dragging you by circumstance then i woke up and i said aha is the past in the future that's the past in the future that's mr past in the future called age so my future that could have been if nothing happened to change spark nation my future that could have been i see him how can i explain this please if god did not erupt in 2016 that's my future because it tells story of like oh there was a time in church we were breaking through 300 of us and praying that's my future so the future comes calling now i understand did i tell you guys a vision yesterday a car that could not climb up but when it came back it reversed into the past and it was there I thought it was help. No, no, you don't understand. I written the person because I'm thinking, okay, wow, this person was there when the car reversed and it came with a manual. I think I still told you this morning. But how are you at the back, back then? You know, back then when I was broken. I needed to throw that in. But let me not let me not go into that. Talk Stand firm. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will we bring. We should have stopped the car. Don't try to accelerate. Stand. The van and we push it and break. Stay. Talk to me. The Egyptians you see Spark today. Nation, the Egyptians you see today. Unless if you have not done good to change human lives. The one who paints you as doing bad, destroying young lives, they said. Huh? Let them. Because the Egyptians you see today, what would happen? You will never see again. Why would you not see them? Because you moved past. Because you moved on. They were not even supposed to be part of your journey. You need to step up now. The Egyptians you see today. Read it again, Pastor. The Egyptians you see today. Yes. You will never see again. Read on, sister. Read on. The Lord will fight for you. You only
Did you hear what she said? Wait. So I, I've discovered the formula for this battle. It's to come and tell you, stand firm. To announce to you that God says. Now that's not for everybody. You may not believe God, but I do. And guess what? Most of you don't have a choice anymore. <laughs> Isn't it mercy? It says stand firm, meaning be convinced. When you go winning souls, don't win souls on what the media says with it in mind. Yes, Just do it. Yes, yes, so the Egyptians you see today, you will not see no more. What would happen? He said the Lord will fight for you. And you will do what? You need only to be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. against you and you are bruised you're bruised because of people you trusted you have bruises because he said be still and know that i am god i'm the one who heals you it will heal it but i need to finish this talk to me then the lord said to moses what did he say why are you crying out to me god talked to moses and say moses why are you crying out to me what is this thing? Why you say, oh God? What did he tell him to do? Tell the Israelites to move on. Ah, you're not reading this thing. Tell, tell the, the Israelites to move on. Listen. Move on from the hands. Another translation says, tell the Israelites to go forward. Spark Nation, there are more crowds in your future than in your past and present. Crowd, numbers, you want numbers. There are, there's more money in your future than in that past. Yes. But if they keep saying all these things, people will not read us. No, 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 no. Those are the people you know. 
now tell the Israelites this is a big problem you know oh my god I wish I'm instructing somebody tonight Ozzy are you listening to me tell the Israelites to move on have you heard the word before when people say I've moved on but God where are we moving on to because the only thing we can see in front of us grace will come on you know moving on is the most difficult thing you know that right you're not talking to me moving on is difficult Jamal, if you are used to something okay let me just keep with the girls I love you guys but it's about to come to you you know when you keep texting a former boyfriend that you've moved on but you're looking at your phone saying so it's not going to reply well I just wanted to know that all I've been through with you is so tough and I'm move, I'm, I've moved on then you're checking the phone never tell a listen never tell a guy that you've moved on let him discover because it's going to be hard because you'll be heartbroken then the next morning he's not replied you're thinking so then like two days after usually two hours after you're texting so i said i moved on and you just so you were planning to move on before i said i've moved on tell the Israelite let me tell you something the only thing that can hold us back that, you know when we replied this afternoon we said you the problem with you people is including your MP on your PM you've not brought any credible thing not one investigation I told you before it's more like we're sitting saying okay oh yeah come so that we can prove something so that we can prove record and excellence. But you're not coming. Tell the Israelites to move on. God wants us to move on, Spark Nation. Move on from the hands. Move on from, because as long as those people are in your life, the level of finances you witness is what you will always witness. Are the business people listening to me? The people that were your clients or your investors, if you don't move on, you are not breaking that level. What you got from that world whilst you were there is to build a tabernacle for God. That tabernacle is standing. Spark is standing beyond any church that you can think of. Because I see these souls here tonight. In rain. Made up minds. So what builds that? You're giving. One person. Is a big building in God's eyes. He exchanged it for the worth of the whole world. Tell the Israelites to move on. Uh huh. Raise your staff. Raise your staff. And stretch out your hand. That's what I'm doing tonight. It's the prophetic. It is the prophetic. Raise your staff. 
stretch out your hands uh -huh. over the sea. Imagine this guy is going to open the Red Sea with the stretching of hands. Hey, this makes no sense. You're going to part the Red Sea? At least let us have like one million sailors with ships. They can't afford it. You are excited that they got gold and silver from Egypt. Look, if you have gold and silver and you have no military, the one with military will take back the gold and silver. So that wasn't God's plan. That's not the joy of it. You know, that's what scripture we've always quoted. On the night they were going, they took all their gold and their silver. God uh -uh. says, you see that one? It's to build me a tabernacle. That's all. He said, you see the real fight is the harmony. They would have taken their stuff back. And God told them, look at this. This is interesting. The armies can have chariots, but they don't have a hand. So God said to Moses, stretch your hand. Go on. Over the sea Over the to sea. divide the water. This guy was stretching his hands to part waters. Read on, sister. So that the Israelites can go through the sea on so dry go, ground. They will go through the sea on dry land. That's going to be your testimony, Spark Nation. But it's difficult for others. Many churches that were supposed to be trailblazers got to this point. And at this point, they spoke sense to each other. And they said, let's go back. We ain't doing this. It doesn't mean they are not existing anymore. They are just not relevant. From now till eternity, we will keep asking the question, why is the church not relevant? You know, we ask it, we talk it, we complain about it, but nothing happens. Okay, now you've asked the question, we're at the point now. It's either we go back or we move on. We have to have the boldness to move on. Talk to me. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians Quickly. so that they will go in after them. These guys followed them to the waters. Imagine how adding you must be. God said, if I'm not the one doing it, you can... You see people leave your town 10 times. Then you got to number 11 and the sea parted. You should have said, guys, uh -huh. our kids died, our firstborn. You would think you showing your signs to the world will make them change their mind. If God has hardened their heart, only the Israelites are making it out of Egypt. It's a certain number. Oh my God, we're about to worship and just worship and just pray and then worship. Look, there are problems you will not solve. You will just move on. Pierre, are you listening to me? Otherwise, you know that thing can consume your whole time and life. Now, those you just move on from. What does it matter? Your reputation with people that will sink in the ocean anyways. <laughs> but we don't believe the ocean will open. 
but tonight it will. You didn't hear what I just said, did you? Tonight it will part. This is the night. It's the 11th hour now. Heaven's mixing and meeting with the earth because only if I've planned what I came to tell you tonight, not a single thought. This is therefore the word of the Lord. We've reached the 11th hour. Egypt and Israel had clashed. Signs and we are, we are tired of signs. You know, it's like hearing another one story about a life, a guy who came out of gang. It's tiring now. It's like, oh. Enough of signs. Now we need the 11th sign. But have you seen the principles into the 11th sign? Stand firm. What we believe as part nation is what we believe. And any devil can do whatever they like about it. What we believe about giving is what we believe. What we believe about changing life is what we believe. What we believe about EDCs is what we believe. Satan, do your worst. Listen, if your leg is shaking, don't come back. This is the point where churches go back. I don't need no friend. I don't need no elders. Can I tell you what the Lord began to tell me this morning? Listen. People you call elders in the church or in the community. God told me, he said, Toby, when you needed help in this area, were they able to do it? He said, no. Finance, what did they do? None. They couldn't. There's no capacity. Guess what happens? When they need help, they come back to you. God says, so how do you want to go back to them? Because in the future, you will now see a church rising again trying and God more like said you see the guy you said is your future from your past he said he looked at you and said pastor I won't say what he calls me he said I failed God with his mouth but it's like you know what I learned about life it's like people say things God wants them to say and then they forget they've said it So it's more like looking at a person. I feel God. I want to say, please don't let me. We're about to worship. This house is filled to the brim right now. The power of the Holy Ghost. Said, so move forward. The children of Israel. I'll stop there. They walked. They walked on dry ground something that has never happened before and will never happen again happened because a people were caged in a corner by the divine hand of God God wants me to tell you I heard him say to me to tell you when the eagles carry you you don't map your path because in the wind there are no roads No, you didn't hear me. I, Pastor Dami, you're an engineer. Do you construct roads in the air? It's just a space. So you don't know. So when he was carrying them, you see the eagle don't care if it is Red Sea. 
as far as the eagle is concerned, it's just carrying people. That's why he said, why are you crying? I'm carrying you. He said, when I came to Egypt and I carried you on the wings of the eagles. The people, smart nation, you should be more active now on every media like you, like nothing is happening. It's called defiant. Because this path that you are in, you did not carry yourself here. The ego was carrying you. If they cannot scare you off that space and they are seeing that you're standing firm. That's not arguing or fighting. The moment it is fighting, that's not holding your peace. There's a call upon most people in this house. I feel it. I hear it. I hear the call. I hear God say to some people, climb the wings of the eagle. And you're thinking it's dangerous. The eagle will just go. Psh. Miracles will happen. Heavens will show the earth that the church of Jesus is not dead yet. Listen, I can give all my life and I have to come to this point. Never bought a house, never bought nothing. I wanted to come to a point where the church can be a political topic. You know what people in power told me? They said, look, we can't speak like this publicly, but people are threatened by you guys and for me i'm just saying wow how did we get here yeah bio in a little garage in ashosh house the same word so let's even say we are wrong for you to be wrong on national level like like the nations come on now man I'd rather be part of something that is wrong that is on national level than something that feels is right and is still under the bushel. Because if you're wrong, I'm saying, okay, show me the right ones. Does it mean that if a church is mowed and silenced, that means they are right? When you enter these churches, you see like 50 policies. You must grow in character. You get better and better in character. Policies must not shape your character. The word must. The word is the policy. So we mature in that. But this is prophetic now. You mature in how you deal with people. You mature in things that you know is reckless. See, I'm not going to do this reckless stuff. It could be reckless. Don't no, no, no. Not that. But there are times you do reckless too. Because it's faith. If it's within your powers, your power is not another person, it's just you. It's you. So, I, if I had access to Lord, I'll take it because it's me. And I'll do with it what I will. I won't oppress another person to do what they don't want to do. And I know you don't do that. I know you don't. But the world has to make it look like whatever. Oh God, I know you're talking to me, but I want to hear. I just, it's still 
past nine or whatever, but I just feel like we just gonna worship and pray and spend time. I need you to check the leg of your neighbor and see if it's wobbly or firm. I've got one minute. One minute. One minute. There's no time. When the prophet saw God, he saw him as fire from loins down. When they began to measure for Ezekiel, it didn't start from the head, it started from the leg. I haven't done all to stand. I, Toby Adeboega, pastor of Spark Nation, 14 years I've done all to stand, and now I'm standing in front of the whole nation. And I'm saying, do your worst. I'm standing here. Never in my life took anyone for a ride. Never. We don't do those things. So it's haven't done all to stand that I'm standing. I'm just wondering if there are 300 people here tonight standing with me. Did you hear what I just said? I'm wondering if you're still standing. I stand amazed in your presence. You know? You know why I can stand for that long? Withstanding every pressure and lies. Because I'm only standing in his presence. No friends, no enemies. Just purpose brothers. Destiny fathers. Yeah, assignment colleagues. The devil wants to do everything. Let me tell you, every escalation of anything written about you is political end of story the next few days you will see people standing in front of camera and crying this to me is a lie but guess what it is allowed so what we're doing tonight is standing and beholding his glory I need a gift from you as if there is no single news for or against you. I'm not going to pursue PR. I'm, I'm telling you now. We're not going to pay one pound. Those who have spoken good about us, if they want to talk to us, we will allow them that privilege because they have the right to. But not pity. The church, the world will never understand the church. You see what they are doing? They are putting seed in, in court. The world wants to define seed for us. And how we should sow. The devil is a liar. Since when did the devil become the regulator of sowing? Seed, yeah. This is how you sow. This is how you know. People must not sow like this. People must sow. Huh? It is seed. It's sacred. It must come from a presence. And once it comes from your heart, 
that's the end of the matter. It's sin. Can we stand in his presence tonight? And in a minute, I'm going to come. Now, I, I, I was saying I need a gift from you. Can we all rise? You will sit or, or kneel or whatever you have to do in a moment. And that's Sunday. That's a Sunday service. We're not standing tonight just to make noise. We, we have a point to prove to God. It was, and you know, your visitors on Sunday is natural because people are inclusive. Just want to go and see. You want to go and spy. They are all your visitors. They are welcome. It's beautiful. But we're going to push for our own souls. I need everyone coming in like a gang. Meaning you are behind you, your ten people, your two people, your four persons. And you've got to target some people who say, no, 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 no. Say, yeah, that's fine. Wow, I hate it too, but let's go. Let's just go and see. It is Witnesses Sunday. So it's not just Israelite Sunday. It's Witnesses and, um, and Messages. Those of us who are standing firm. We're going to sing that song once or twice. And then we're going to be praying and just worship. We pray a little, we worship a little. You know what God is going to do with you tonight? He's going to infuse strength into you. I told you from tonight overnight, this weekend is the crossover. This time around, we're not reacting like we would do at the end of the year. We're reacting differently. God has sent another word to you. And guess what the word is? Move on. You didn't hear me. Move on.